Hi, welcome to Your Life, Your Way, a podcast series where TMU students and faculty members sharing their experience studying, working, and living in Taiwan. Now, let's get started. Hello there, everyone. It's time for a podcast brought to you by TMU Taipei Medical University. It's Your Life, Your Way, and I'm your host Joseph Lin. Now, today we're going to talk about a, an interesting subject about the mental health awareness for international students.、Uh, I really believe that the status of one's mental health is very important, and how international students may have to cope with cultural differences and social relationships while they're in a different country can be very challenging. So, to help us out, here is the counseling psychologist at the Office of Student Affairs. Uh, of Student Counseling Center, Zoe Wu Wu Tingyi, on our show today. Hello, Zoe. Hello, Joseph. Thank you for having me here. It is my pleasure. And due to the pandemic, of course, we're continuing our podcast、uh, through your phone call right here. So, thank you for your time. Yeah, sure. It's my honor to be here. Well, I'm very intrigued by the subject of、uh, of psychology and、uh, human behavior. So I really want to get into this podcast、uh, and the subject, the content of it, as soon as possible. But first, tell us who you are and what you do.、Uh, my name is Tingyi Wu. I also go by Zoe. I'm、mm-hmm. a counseling psychologist at the Taipei Medical University. So I'm the case manager of all foreign students here.、Mm. So when they have、uh, mental health-related issues, they will come to me, and I'll see what I can do for them.、Mm-hmm. And I also organize some workshops for them to talk about mental health, to relax, to make connection with each other. Excellent.、Uh, is this a common service that、uh, schools provide to international students here in Taiwan, or even to local students in Taiwan? Yeah,、uh, both. So I、um, am worried about my students because of the COVID nineteen. They are forced to pause their sessions in person because we cannot have that right now. So basically, we cannot have any counseling sessions. And due to the regulation in Taiwan, we are not allowed to have online counseling session right now. So. Basically, as case manager myself, we need to call or email or online chat、uh, with our clients. But it's not like doing counsel; it's just like a checking with them to see if they are doing okay during this pandemic. So Zoe, you mentioned that you do, of course, probably one-on-one counseling, but also workshops.、Um, how are you dealing with that during the pandemic right now? And so, because of the pandemic, we cannot do any in-person counseling session or activities right now. So basically, all the case managers will have to call or email or text、mm. their clients to see if they're doing okay. But it's far from、um, counseling; it's totally different.、Mm-hmm. And as for the workshops, we have to、um, like postpone some of them. Because、mm-hmm. I always organize a workshop with a lot of interactive activities,、mm-hmm. so some had to be postponed. But some of them I change it into the online format, so students they can have a channel to chat with each other to see what lectures bring to them. Yeah,、uh, we are all adapting in the last year or so on how to be able to interact better online. Of course,、uh, to always stay connected with the world is easy, but to have more engagement, maybe a little bit more. Challenging, and I'm sure you guys are finding ways to deal with that. However, I do have a、uh, sort of a side spin-off question I have here、uh, about consultation with psychiatrists and psychologists, because someone once told me that、uh, there might be perks、uh, when people don't physically visit a doctor or a psychiatrist、uh, to do their session because they open up a lot more、uh, without that physical presence of someone next to them. Is that true, or 
is it not? Yeah, it is true, and it actually did happen. So uh, one of my colleagues, she had a client who had trouble like talking basically in front of her. Mm-hmm. Like she always had to lo- wait a long time for the client to speak to mm-hmm. reply to her questions. Mm-hmm. But then when we turn into an online session and or as a case manager, when I call that client, he's able to speak like um, without any issue. Like mm-hmm. he won't hesitate like he will do in person. And during the session, he can like speak up for himself. He can tell the counselor like what kind of feelings he has. So that's totally true. And we are right. amazed by that actually. Right. There is some truth in that. And I think it depends on people, right? Because some people may tend to open up more uh, without that face-to-face interaction. For me, I actually like face-to-face interaction. I feel like I'm more of myself when, I, when I'm close to someone rather than through a phone call like this. I feel like it could be a little bit more fabricated. So uh, it's case by case, I suppose. Yeah, it well, is. Well, let's talk about what are some of the mental stressors that are faced by international students here. The very first one I think of is definitely the adjustment issue. Mm-hmm. As I experienced it myself years ago when I was a um, international student in the States. Mm-hmm. So it can really be like tough for some students because they are very um, connected to their family and friends back home. Mm-hmm. But when they come here to Taiwan to study like all alone, it can be difficult at first. Mm-hmm. And it depends a lot on their personality as well because some of them are outgoing. It will be easier for them to build a new social circle uh, in Taiwan, but then some of them are not, so it will be difficult for them to have support in Taiwan. Mm -hmm. And you just mentioned because you actually studied in the United States for a few years. Yeah. Is it Columbia? Yeah, I went there for two years for my master's degree. So you kind of went through some of the issues that maybe international students here are going through uh, just in a different uh, country. And so you're able to relate to some of their problems and uh, their issues as well and that, that you can bring to the table. I think um, that's part of the reasons why I want to come back to Taiwan to serve this population. Because I know from my personal experience how difficult it can be and it's I feel like when you didn't, you never experienced that, you will never know how hard it is. Mm-hmm. And especially because of the language barrier and also cultural differences, uh, one may appear to have a good time while, while they're in a foreign country, but at the same time, at the end of the day, when you go home, you feel a little bit more isolated, uh, you feel lonelier, and there might be a lot of inner issues that we have to deal with without knowing sometimes. Yeah, even sometimes we feel like we are doing well with the, for example, like academic, mm-hmm. or like we are making friends with our classmates mm-hmm. already, and we are trying so hard to overcome the language barrier. But mm-hmm. like you mentioned, when you are back to your dormitory or the place you rent, like you're all alone, and those inner issues will come up right there. Like <laughs> you cannot yes. hide from it. That's the time when you have to face it. Yes, indeed. Indeed. So going back to how the whole world and in Taiwan, we're dealing with COVID-19 and the pandemic. Has this impacted uh, the mental health of uh, students in general? And how has it impacted? I think it definitely has a lot of impact on them for both international and local students. Because, for example, when say a student is having counseling session on a weekly basis, that's a very supportive 
thing he can do, he can count out on a weekly basis, but then the pandemic hits us and then we do not have that on a regular basis anymore. Mm-hmm. He will feel like very um, isolated because there's no one to listen to him mm-hmm. wholeheartedly and unjudgmentally like every week. So that's something. And also for the medication part, because some of our students has to go to the psychiatrist for medication treatment. But then this pandemic influenced that as well because the outpatient is, I think it's decreasing. So they don't really, they will have some hard time like getting their medication as usual. Mm. So, and uh, I guess uh, there's lack of social support. There's maybe a bit more uh, a challenged uh, situation for patients that need to have uh, more attention. These are things that are a little different because of the pandemic now. But again, you guys are dealing with it as much as possible, whether it, it is to transfer some of these things online or uh, to specifically target these issues that they have. So I guess in a way, uh, we're all in this together. And sometimes maybe because of the pandemic, I, I'm not a doctor myself, but we can maybe feel a little bit more connected because we're all in this together at the same time, as is my take on it. But uh, it seems like, uh, of course, there, there are new issues and problems that are um, that are brought up because of COVID-19 now. Yes. All right. Now, let's talk about how one uh, assess what level of stress they're going through. Is there some sort of uh, a test or uh, a session that they have to go through to assess this? Yeah. There's one very common scale for us to do online. You can Google it and you can find it easily. And it has only like five or six questions. It's called Brief Symptom Rating Scale 5. So you answer those questions like having trouble falling asleep or staying asleep, mm-hmm. feeling nervous easily, those kind of questions. Uh, mm-hmm. Like uh, in the past week, like how are you feeling during the past week? And mm-hmm. add up the score, you will see some recommendations. So hi- the higher the score is, the um, more necessary for you to look out for a professional assistance. But mm-hmm. for like at TMU, we have a self-assessment in our counseling service system. So when students, they want to apply for individual counseling service, they'll have to log into this system. And during the uh, application, they'll need to fill out this form. It's called um, self-assessment. Like, um, how are you feeling in the past two weeks? So mm-hmm. questions can be like, are you eating more or less than you usually do? Uh-huh. Are you feeling irritated, nervous, or neurotic? those kind of questions. I'm eating a lot more because of the pandemic. Is that going to be a problem? (laughs) (laughs) But that is interesting. This is actually very similar to some of the maybe psychology tests that we see online at times. And uh, there are different questions uh, where you rate yourself from a scale of, let's say, zero to four or one to five. And Mm -hmm. you can self-assess yourself that way. Like you said, there is a brief rating uh, questionnaire that you can go through first. And these are general, broader questions that might raise red flags, I suppose. And then based on how, what kind of score you get, then you know, you know what kind of help you need. But then you also have a more detailed uh, questionnaire uh, that also gives you a little bit uh, better judgment of where the problem is. Correct? 
Yes. So after we, uh, the counselors at the student counseling received uh, students' application, we'll go mm-hmm. through the form. And mm-hmm. of course, we have a lot of information collecting through the application. But this part is very important because it's self-evaluation. Like, because your subject feeling is very important. Like, how are you feeling? How are mm-hmm. you t- feel like you are sleeping well, eating well, or um, things like that? Mm-hmm. So we really value this part. I actually have uh, a brief questionnaire right here. Again, some of the questions uh, that you may need to answer yourself. Again, like Zoe mentioned, are you having trouble falling or staying asleep? Are you feeling nervous easily? Feeling irritated or agitated easily? Feeling depressed? Feeling inferior to others? Now, that's a very interesting one. Um, I don't see that being asked that often uh, in our everyday life. But apparently, that could be also a red flag as well, feeling inferior. And uh, a more serious uh, question is having suicidal thoughts. And I think you guys uh, put a lot of weight on that answer as well. Those questions are actually, it's uh, um, based on things we will evaluate during the intake session. Like we will want to know if that person is having tendency of depression. Mm-hmm. So those kind of questions are aimed for that, especially the one you mentioned, feeling inferior to others. Because um, when people are suffering from depression or having depression symptoms, he or she will have this kind of feeling a lot. And that can lead to self-harm behavior or thoughts. So that's what we really focus on. We want to prevent that. Yes, yes. That is very important for sure. Uh, so how does one cope with stress? Are there any strategies or suggestions you might have, Zoe? Um, I think it's important to build one's toolkit because everyone's so different. What works mm-hmm. for me doesn't really work for others. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we have to be open-minded and to try different kind of um, habits to find the things that really uh, relaxes you and it's an ongoing process. I think people change along the way. So I think we need to keep thinking about this and adding on to our list, like what makes you feel relaxed, what strategies you have when you have certain kinds of feelings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I mentioned before, you know, uh, everyone reacts to situations differently. And uh, like what we mentioned earlier, you know, I, I like a close personal uh, relationship with my psychiatrist while others might want to keep a distance, although that that might not be recommended, right? I mean, you want to be as close as possible to them. Uh, But how to cope with stress is another thing, right? Uh, Everyone has a different way of coping with it. And so it's got to be customized uh, based on the assessment. Yes, totally. And there's one I would like to recommend. It's Mm -hmm. called free writing. So I always... um, heard a lot from my students or clients saying they have running thoughts in their mind. They just mm-hmm. couldn't stop it. And mm-hmm. oftentimes it has a um, terrible impact on their sleep because mm-hmm. they cannot shut up. They're like shut down their <laughs> mind and it's like ongoing so they cannot fall asleep. Uh-huh. And, um, the thing I always recommend them to do is call free writing. Just write on whatever is uh, on your mind. You don't need to care about the grammar. So you don't have to care about your spelling. Just write it down. Put all your thoughts on the paper. Ah. And a lot of the clients, they try this and, and tell me that they feel better after doing that because they feel like they ha- they can stop thinking. They can't stop being interrupted by those running thoughts that's not oh. in their control. Oh. And actually during this process, when you are writing, um, you might have some reflection, like your thoughts or feelings. You can also write it down and it's 
during this process, you are actually acknowledging those things. That's right. very important. Right. And that is a very interesting uh, angle to this whole thing because, you know, they always say that um, talking to someone is already a great way to you know, relieve stress and it mm-hmm. takes the load off of you and you feel more comfortable after you get an issue off of your chest, you know, but to yeah. write it down freely, I think that even goes a further step, takes it one step further, actually, because when we write and when we read, we're actually reflecting our inner thoughts a lot more. And so by writing freely, again, you don't have to care about grammar and spelling and whatnot, just just jot it down. That actually is also a self-reflection, but also takes the load off of you as well. And you feel a lot more relief that way. So that is an excellent suggestion that one might want to do at the end of the day anyways. Maybe that's also why a lot of people like to keep journals, right? Um, yeah. That's one way to, to wrap up your day and have uh, that moment of self-awareness. Yes, That's exactly. That's excellent. Well, uh, let's talk about, again, how TMU in general support international students' uh, mental health, obviously by having counseling services with you and your colleagues. Uh, any other things that you might want to bring to our uh, international students' attention right here? Uh, besides from individual counseling services, of course, like the uh, workshops I mentioned, because mm-hmm. I really put a lot of effort in that, <laughs> in organizing mm-hmm. those. Mm-hmm. And I really encourage people to come out to attend those workshops because uh, most of the international students at TMU are master's and doctoral students. I know yeah. you guys can be busy, very busy at your research, at your study, but from time to time, I think it's beneficial for you to come out to meet some new people to make connection because I feel like it's very different when you like walking within the campus and knowing that you know people around you say hi there you say hey how long have uh, I haven't seen you for a while it's, yeah. it's just different right because right, right. you're not like being so alone in your a lab or anything like that. Correct. And, and that's why the pandemic has brought this whole uh, different level of stress to people in general around the world. I mean, I think we uh, relate to that quickly now with the subject you just mm-hmm. mentioned. And so you guys, aside from counseling services and workshops, I see that you may also use things like board games and art therapy to uh, um, help people. I always try to organize the workshop with different topics and invite lectures that have different um, expertise. So mm-hmm. like art therapy and dance movement therapy, those kind of specialty, um, I always invite them to introduce those kind of things to students because I know students love to have bring something back after the workshop. They have they like to have souvenir. I also invited um, a therapist to come help our students like teach our students to make uh, essential oil like aromatherapy those kind of things yeah we do all of that so it's Uh. interesting it's relaxing it's not like a regular speech you just sit there and listen to a lecture Right, right. There's a lot of ways to deal with therapy and to uh, involve art, maybe even music uh, or games to make it fun, to make it interesting, to make it more motivational is very important to get people more engaged, basically. So I'm Mm -hmm. happy to hear that you guys have all sorts of ways in dealing with uh, students' mental health. That is awesome. Any recommendations you want to give here to international students? Uh, Again, this may be some things that we talked about earlier during our podcast, but as a wrap-up right here, any other recommendations that you want to give? Especially during this pandemic, Mm -hmm. I think things that we feel like we are 
not able to control freaks us out a lot. Mm-hmm. So I would recommend everyone yeah. try to focus on what you can control and checking with yourself from time to time. Mm-hmm. It's not necessary that you have to use those uh, self-evaluation scale. Maybe mm-hmm. just like five minutes a day to ask yourself, how am I doing right now? How mm-hmm. is my day going so far? Mm-hmm. This kind of things. Just self-awareness is very important. Mm-hmm. And also, because we are working from home right now or having um, distant learning online, so I think very it's very important to maintain a regular schedule. Mm-hmm. So I know a lot of people, a lot of my students, they I, I'll never call my student in the morning because I know they will be sleeping. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I feel like it's very important, yeah, to maintain a regular schedule to make sure you still go to bed at your regular time and wake up at your regular time. I think it's difficult right now because summer vacation is here. Right. So, but still try that. Right. And also because of the pandemic, we cannot go out. So far though, I would recommend people to build indoor habits and mm. relax yourself mm-hmm. to connect with family and friends online. We have mm-hmm. like technology right now. We can always FaceTime or mm-hmm. call each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think there are still a lot of online events and workshops going on. So mm-hmm. I, 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 even myself, I join a lot of uh, events myself, like even like um, workout workshop. I don't know how uh, to say that, but it's like a uh-huh. gym in, okay. instructor, like teaching us like hundreds of people online together. That's fun. So I would encourage people to do that. <laughs> right, right. And that that's uh, sort of an indoor habit you can build right there. Um, does eating, uh, is eating part of indoor habit uh, building? <laughs> That's my question. That has always been my habit. <laughs> uh, that's uh, that's excellent to hear that there are so many ways that we can we can alleviate our stress. And I'm wondering because of the pandemic, are you seeing a surge of the amount of people needing help these days? Because in the past, you know, we're not stuck indoors, and now we have uh, these new issues that even people that were not so stressful in the past that have to deal with now? Yeah, definitely. Um, If talking about our students, Uh the demand of counseling service has always been high. Mm -hmm. During this, um, like in the past one and a half months, definitely people are applying for the services more. Mm. And then I know like in the society in general, like the uh, medical personnel, they are so stressed because they are fighting the the this battle like at the front line so like the um we have like online sessions for them as well like mm. uh it's not organized by the school but like the society in general people are needing these kind of services a lot and i think like uh one of the good thing about it's weird to say that but one of the good thing about the pandemics like people are paying more attention to their own mental health issues and mm-hmm. they're having more awareness about that i think that's at least uh one some good we can take from that yeah 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 to make the best out of the uh out of what's going on right now and you're right you know mm-hmm. i think we're a little bit more self-aware and that is key to a lot of this assessment that we're talking about right here as a wrap-up uh let's uh share with our international students and potential students out there that might be coming to tmu type a medical university in the future on what they need to watch out for and uh how about the counseling sessions that you guys provide uh, as a wrap-up what do you want to point out right here um so i know like counseling 
is not everyone accept counseling services or mental health services mm-hmm. like um, very open-minded but mm-hmm. and some of them worry a lot about the confidential problem so mm-hmm. I would like to stress here that our counseling sessions are confidential so that means when what you mentioned in the session will be kept between you and the counselor but of course there are some exceptions because if you have the potential to harm yourself or others, we'll have to break confidentiality to bring more resource to help you. It's not like we want to tell the world about your secret, but it's like sure. we want to help you. We want to make sure you stay sure. safe. Yeah, I really want people to know this. And all the faculty and your professors or uh, staff from the Office of Global Engagement, I think we are all willing to help you as long as you are willing to accept our help because sometimes students will be kind of resistant. Right. As with any doctor-patient, that confidentiality is maintained. And if there is a problem that arises, of course, uh, medical uh, staff members need to be alert about it. Then that's where that, that's when that happens. Otherwise, it, in general, of course, it is all confidential. Um, you know, seeking um, psychological help is a lot more common in Western countries. But I've seen over the last <laughs> decade or so here in Taiwan and throughout Asia in general, I think people are a little bit more comfortable with uh, seeking consultation as well. Uh, do you see that as the case? Yeah, totally. I don't know if it's because I'm in this counseling program, because mm-hmm. my friends and classmates will be like, uh, my therapist said something, I went to my therapist, like, we're talking about the weather. But like in Taiwan, I seldom or never heard of people talking about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Yes, that is excellent to hear. I'm glad that people are valuing uh, self-assessment and mental health issues, more importantly, throughout the world. And again, whether whether you be a local student or an international student where you might have to deal with other issues like cultural shock, cultural impact, and social uh, relationships. Uh, Again, Zoe and her team at TMU at the Student Counseling Center will be of great help. You can always contact them. Zoe, it's been a pleasure talking to you today here on our podcast. It's my pleasure. Thank you. And thank you for listening to Your Life, Your Way with TMU, Taipei Medical University. My name is Joseph Lin, and we will see you next time. Bye. Thank you for joining us today. Your Life, Your Way is brought to you by Taipei Medical University. To get more content sent directly to your device, you can subscribe to our program on iTunes or Spotify. Thanks again for listening. See you next time.